0: dating, or just plain dream-making. If you have a story to share, or a movie review, restaurant critique, or just a coincidental thing that happened to you, call in free 888 994 4995 right now. Sit back and enjoy your lunch break at the Brooklyn Cafe. Here are your hosts, Dawn and Freddie S.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Brooklyn Cafe on a beautiful Friday. Before the hurricane comes on Monday. It's not
2: coming, by the way. It's coming. No, it's not. Oh, it's coming. Oh, no, it's not. I took care of it. It's coming with a
1: whopping 22 miles per hour (laughs) (laughs) winds.
2: It's coming. It's just not coming here, but I do feel sorry for the Gulf Coast area because they're getting two storms next week. Two
1: storms. I feel sorry for everything in between those two states. I know. um, Because they're going to get walloped and that you see that the water in the gulf coast the water is 91 degrees which means what anything above 81 raises the level of a hurricane say one you know what a one is right up to five six seven 81 is the temperature best for a hurricane to grow anything above that they've never seen anything like this wow 91
2: All I can say could
1: make, is, make wow. it a four. <gasps> no. I saw it this morning.
2: Really? We well, you know what we should do. Uh, maybe not. Call into Summers. Did you see her house? She was struck by lightning. Doesn't
1: she live in a candle? No. She lives in a house.
2: She lives in a house, but apparently her house was struck by lightning, and she was the conduit pole, and it went through her.
1: That's impossible. Did you she see her post? She wouldn't be here.
2: Well, I think she's got all this metal in her body. So maybe she was like a post is all I know. Happy Friday. It is the strangest Friday is all I can tell you right now. It's maybe this is the calm before the storm. I don't know, but literally it is calm in here. Everyone is at peace. Everyone is doing something productive. It is spectacular. Fuego is off without a hitch. Teddy unscripted was unbelievable. Vinny is working on some new graphics. Mia is working with Teddy getting ready for Casa Mia That is all set up we've had a great show lined up for you and of course it's Friday everyone so no better way to kick off Friday with some gubbarum and Mia Casa Mia joining us we have Michelle G a matchmaker all the way coming to us from Puerto Rico isn't there a Amy sword?
1: Minty matchmaker matchmaker make me a match yes shoot me in the foot and get me a divorce attorney. <laughs> Isn't that
3: it? is
2: in the world of Freddie. Give us a call at 888 994 4995 Studio A. And we got off on time. I'm telling you, I think last night raised the bar, is all I can tell you.
1: Well, I don't know who did the design on the set. Maybe it was Vinny that did it, but this looks spectacular. They moved you up. Did you
2: guys know do this on purpose? No. Uh, Pierre did that, actually. Actually, I moved up from J. Har- I
1: you moved it up but not on purpose perfect
2: no, I did not move myself up look on how purpose good that looks.
1: you actually look like a person that's
4: <laughs> supposed to be got to
2: change the logo on the tv but yesterday we had Jay Harmon he did his show here and when I was cleaning last night I just put the chair back up where it fit and I didn't move anything around so here I here I sit Is well, all I can singing, tell
1: you you were talking you were cleaning again you clean too much
2: I know, but I thank you for doing it all for me this morning. I thank you very much for taking that mop out. There's a bucket of water back there.
1: I haven't finished.
2: That's what no, I figured. I Mia I said she you, would take care of it. Ladies but
1: and gentlemen, I'm going to sell you something. I told Dawn that I would mop the studio, which I did. I mopped the whole place. Yes, you did. And I asked her not to take film or pictures, and she did.
2: That was after I took it.
1: No, they said, oh, look at Freddie Moppings. How did they know I was mopping if you didn't take film or pictures or something?
2: I took a picture. Why would you do that? Because people want to know what makes our place run. It just doesn't happen by itself. This place takes a lot of work to keep it going. You
1: know, there's a difference between I put something on IGTV of the guy singing because I heard, I'm going to tell you, Slick can't sing for nothing, but I heard him singing. (laughs) So I came out with the camera and him and Vinny were sitting there and no harm no foul Why, Why is there harm or m-
2: foul if you mop? It means because you are Because people seeing me to mop. You are being very no, helpful be to the situation. To yes, Linda, I know. I'm
1: going to be mop- I to be like this at home. Now. Well,
2: you tell me you clean your house all the time. You tell I me know. you vacuum every week? Nope. Yes, you do. I do not. Okay.
1: As a matter of fact, I'm going to have to We'll get you a special I get the vacuum. Message.
2: Just saying that it's it's teamwork that helps here and you tease me all the time about cleaning, but Freddie actually, he does all the big heavy lifting here. Because the mop weighs about what I do when it's wet.
1: It's funny. That mop weighs what I do wet. the mop. That's all it is. It's
2: pretty much wet. Not so much. It's the size of me. Now, I was going to ask you, do you mop your house when there's a
1: storm coming? No. Mop my house. Do you clean the house when there's a storm
2: coming? Yes. Why?
1: I do not know. This is a phenomenon. Most women, like birds, clean the house. The bird cleans the nest. It's nesting. Before a nest. Yeah, before a storm comes. Do you know that? Have you ever seen your mom or anybody yes. else? And she cleans it when the storm is coming.
5: She always cleans no matter what. Like, that's her extreme habit.
1: And also, when you bring in a new person to clean the house, what do they call that? Cleaning I'm, lady?
2: A, a cleaning man? <laughs> a
1: cleaning service? I'm cleaning somebody. I can't say cleaning lady because it's unpolitically incorrect. Correct. All right. Do you ever notice that you go into high drive and clean the house for the person coming to clean the house?
5: My mom does it. Why
2: I have do you to clean tell you. The house? I used to before I worked. Now that I work full time, I never make my bed. I don't sweep my floors. I do do the laundry so she can iron after I get all the laundry done. Other than that, I do nothing. I don't even, I do run the dishwasher before I leave in the morning, done. I know, it's gotten to the point where I just, I don't have time, it is unimportant. My priorities have shifted. That's all I can tell you.
1: I got to tell you, when I was growing up, my sister was responsible for the kitchen, the after kitchen.
2: The after kitchen? In other
1: words, when my mother used to cook.
2: Oh, the cleanup.
1: And my sister was responsible for cleaning the kitchen. And I never really understood what that meant, but I used to try to go in there and help her. And she used to throw me out. Get out the way. You're in my way. You're in my way. Get out. And I remember on Popham Avenue, Mimi used to clean. And my mother came in and she used to say, this isn't clean good enough. This is, he's, there's still oil on the dishes or whatever, right? So my sister grew up criticizing me for how I cleaned the bathrooms. I tell mm-hmm. you the story. Yes. Now I'm thinking about it, and now I know why.
2: Well, if you want to clean the bathroom at the end of the day today, Friday Toilet Patrol, I'm, I'm all in for that chore chart in the camp bunk. You can take that one, too, for me. I don't understand why how, I clean the how bathroom? you
1: clean the bathroom. I, I never see, what, what do you clean it with? Lysol bleach. What is that? You put it in there, Wait, don't you have like a scrubbing thing? And do you use a, a sponge? You don't use sponge.
2: Paper towels. I do not like sponges. I have a phobia against sponges. But cleaning with a paper towel—it's it, not kind of. The bleach does all the work. You put, just gotta spread it around. My hands? I don't no, you that. take. Put on gloves. Well, you have gloves too. Sure. Uh, you know, we got one toilet and we got ten people. Is all I can tell you. It's—it um, actually gets done a couple times a week in the studio. I just do not tell you about it because it would upset you so yes we do everything in here from cleaning toilets to mopping floors to production to 35 shows a week and last night's productions from our 2020 show with Vinnie and Val and Teddy was amazing at five o'clock followed by our seven o'clock show we had coast to coast we had the reinvented life Pamela Chanel David she hosted for Natalia Levy which was Natalia's third show that she did with us yesterday and then this woman goes, and she's doing a retreat for 10 people in Orlando. She's cooking for 10 people, 9 meals, all-inclusive, a whole comprehensive program, and then she'll be back to work Natalia? with us, Natalia. And then we had two-minute warning with Benny Blades and former Miami Dolphin player. So it was a spectacular night, and you hit some milestones on media production.
1: Yes, it took 12 years to finally put the production out the way it should be done. And I know if you don't understand how this whole thing works, When you are working with a radio station, the production has to be done differently because you have to have the right sound. If the sound is not good enough, the radio station won't let you play. So what we did yesterday was instead of having the radio station talk to us, we exclusively spoke to them. So you got to be pretty good to pull that off. And Teddy did a a hell of a job of putting that off Yes, And
2: I got to tell you, don't even know this, because this happened not on your watch. This happened on my watch the past 24 hours. Slick has been working very closely with me on BYOB. And this was a passionate project that I had, um, branding your own business, building your own brand, and bringing different entrepreneurs into host and to interview other entrepreneurs. And BYOB, because it started on Friday, had the connotation to BYOB. I like to kind of play with words around, but it's build your own brand and yesterday's show we aired it today and i said to the girls don't ever stop dreaming and doing what you feel is right in your gut and this show the numbers for today's show just coming off air are unbelievable
1: it's a great show and people are writing in about it
2: and they already had over 40 comments on that show is that today look like? uh-huh
1: you know what it is the people that you're bringing on byob are spectacular and no exception to today's show. you got to check it out. Yep. And she is amazing.
2: Brenda James,
1: yes. Brenda is just an amazing, amazing piece that went on there. But people, were, I, I was wondering. I'm getting all the comments. I'm great telling show, you. Great show, great information, great, yep. great, great. But I think she gave you right. She gave a lot of information. She gave
2: a lot of information. I just said to Mia and to Teddy, never give up on your dreams. And if you feel it's right in your gut, and then I said, even if Freddie says it's not, be true to yourself and be true to your vision, and you go with it. And that is what BYOB has brought in the fl- turn of the hat. It's been only, what, two months we've had this show going? And I love that we create, pl- now we create platforms, not just shows. And we can bring in guest hosts to try out the platform and when bring some Freddy of their ideas say forward. No it isn't. You didn't. I just said, if Freddie says no, still stick to your dreams.
1: When did I say, when have I ever said, don't no stick to your dreams?
2: You've never said that. You mm-hmm. Sometimes you like to change my ideas and go, no, we're going to do it this way. And this, we did it this way. No, and it was no, amazing. No,
1: no, no, no. That's not the way this plays. <laughs> you you want to climb Mount Everest and put a parachute open on your back. And that's why I say, well, we can't. We what can't do you mean? Cap- because there are certain things you want. You can't capture it that way. But we do. It doesn't create. We do.
2: <laughs> I know. I push the envelope, don't I? But when that parachute opens beautifully like it has the past 24 hours, you just look back and you say, you know what? God is good because when it happens, the way you envision it, just like your shows did last night, our shows did last night, you think, wow, this is spectacular.
1: Yeah, but last night's show happened because Freddie personally had a disaster on Monday night. Mm -hmm. And I spoke to Gio, and he says to me, why don't you go back the way we used to do it on 18th Street? And I said to him, it didn't work. Yes, it did No, it didn't. So I abandoned that path. So last time we went back to it because everything is in play. But I never tell you no. We I don't ever say that. You
2: never say no. You just say let's do it a little bit of this way.
1: I do it so that it can be. It has a chance of being successful. That's all.
2: And I just take a leap of faith. I do think it through. B-Y-O-B,
1: I think is a great is a great platform. I think I, I give you all the kudos for putting that together. But uh, the platform is the platform. It's the people you're putting on it.
2: It's uh, Lady 11. Anne
1: and, and Faith and, and Brenda and all these people, all these authors and things you got cooking. Like and
2: Brenda's that. going to be doing Editor's Desk today, so that's another great show coming out at 2.30 this I afternoon.
1: Mean, I, mean, I, I mean, it's just marvelous to watch people tell their untold stories. Isn't again. it?
2: I love it. I love watching everyone step into their power, be empowered, share their information, and then bring somebody in and to pay it forward. And that is exactly these platforms that we get to create it's about continuing to pay it forward. And I promised you that five years ago when I started working with you. And you said to me, what do you want to do? Make this your own. And from that moment on, I said, I will always pay it forward. And that is the gift that we've gotten to do during all of these change of times. Is we get to bring in guest hosts and give them the opportunity. And then they bring somebody. And then they bring somebody. And that is how a network grows. So I'm so proud mean, of our crew. You mean
1: that like making, it keeps telling me, no, and then you say, I say no for four years? Oh, well. Your communication uh-huh. is not see, so very good. Oh, <laughs> my communication. Oh, my fault, I see.
2: That's all I can tell you. But you tell how a network grows. It is all about paying it forward. And actually, today, later in the show, we're going back to making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and some more jelly sandwiches. Maybe you'll drop them off this weekend. Or I can go back again on Sunday. For those that are in need.
1: I'll leave it there today.
2: No, you can't yeah, do no. that. Give it to the birds. But, so Pierre's out. He's picking up more supplies to make some peanut butter and jelly sandwiches or jelly or peanut butter, whatever it is they choose to make. Because on Sunday, you can drop off sandwiches of any kind. You just choose and make and individually bag them. You can put a little note, a little thank you, a little smiley face or nothing and just bring it over to St. Gregory's Episcopal Church right near Meisner Park. It's just on the back side of Meisner at 12 o'clock. If you go before, you're just going to have to wait a little bit. They open. You open your trunk. They take out your sandwiches, they give them to those in need, very kind, and you go on your way. So it's an easy drop-off, and you know what? It helps those that are in need in our community, kids, parents, the homeless. We've got a great community, and that is what we are doing in Boca Raton, and it just takes a little bit of giving back.
1: And it's all there. Now, did you see the guest that Teddy Unscripted had on today?
2: A little bit. I know you were running the board, but I was doing a couple other things, talking to me and some things.
1: Spectacular young lady that was on there. Great story. And and I um, I, I would like to do some business with her. I told Teddy to get on that. Keisha? Yeah. But what a uh, spectacular show that was. Check it out. Teddy Unscripted on her uh, Facebook page is on there. And I think she also puts it on her YouTube page. There's a few things that we're going to start doing with YouTube as well. We're going to start linking up to YouTube pages direct uh, because I want to take the shows and put it on in different platforms. I know that we're going to be doing something with Instagram. We're going to go IGTV. We're going to yes. go all sorts of gadgets. I see all sorts of little things around the place that we're going to. Some
2: fun videos. Do. Vinny's making some more pieces, and Vinny does not have a hat on. He's got his shoes on. His shoes are tied. He's ready to rock and roll. You know why, right? Why?
1: Because Vinny is going to be the MC of our first segment today.
2: Yes, and when Michelle G comes in, you guys just let us know.
1: <laughs> Vinny's going... <laughs> <laughs> Vinny's going to be... Well, perhaps. Perhaps. Perhaps is a good word.
6: Maybe.
2: <laughs> perhaps and maybe is all I can say. He would be good at it.
1: It's just like anything else. You know, when it's new, you get a little nervous. Like, if anyone wanted me to do a segment with them in Spanish, but my Spanish isn't very good. So sure feel, it is Nah, i spanglish it
2: your spanglish is so very good is all i can tell no, you and no they're
1: talking i don't understand what they're saying because they have that they have that south american accent
2: i gotta tell you when they come into the studio and they ask me if i speak spanish and i think in freddie freddie yeah,
3: come help happened? me out here
2: i don't let's take a commercial break when we come back i'm hoping our guest is joining us on the line we've got michelle g joining us she is a matchmaker we've got steve gubb joining us from rum. Casa Mia in the house. We're gonna see what Mia's got cooking. I think she's got a new segment. What are we calling it? What wet your whistle?
1: Oh, you know when we come back. Can you whistle,
2: Vinny? Can you whistle? There you go. Well, what wet your whistle? How about that?
1: When we come back, how my brain works
2: it. is so scary. We're talking about <laughs> Mia's segment
1: because we wanted to create a new drink. We're gonna let you know what that's really about. Well, oh,
2: that's what I'm thinking. What's what wet your whistle drink? Or your branded wet. drink. Wet. I know you like everything wet. I like is somebody on. No, not yet.
1: What do you want to call Mia's new segment with the drink that is part of the establishment, the established drink? Mia's tonic is what I was calling it. Yeah. Because I'm gonna tell you something. She makes me.
2: Your eyes are unbelievable.
1: Yeah. I know she lit up the she lit up right? the set. I was a little scared. Like who
2: the hell is that? I know. Are we? You open, Are you taking us to commercial break? All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break, 888-994-4995. Stay tuned, Studio A, and we'll be right back.
7: The way you live your life says a lot about you. The way you choose to commemorate your lifetime can say even more. It's a single event that speaks volumes. So how do you celebrate a life? Dignity Memorial Providers believe that your memorial service should be as unique as you are, reflecting your personality and your passions. It should be a perfectly tailored send-off, a fitting tribute for family and friends, to celebrate the person they love. We're professionals at catering to your every need, right down to the catering. In fact, no detail is too small. So when it comes time for a fitting tribute, we'll see that your final wishes are beautifully fulfilled. It's what Dignity Memorial providers are known for and why you should rely on us to see that your life is well celebrated. Celebration of a lifetime begins here.
0: One of South Florida's best kept secrets, located in the heart of Boca Raton. The gallery features a diverse catalog of sculptures and paintings by world-renowned artists. But that's not all. All of the artists is showcased in a live studio setting, home to South Florida's very own Brooklyn Cafe Show, starring Dawn and Freddie S. And to top it all off, our collection includes signed memorabilia from some of the world's most iconic names in sports and entertainment history. So come on over, enjoy a cup of coffee, and experience the magic of the gallery at the theater. Located at 2400 Northwest Boca Raton Boulevard in Suite 13. Or give us a call at 888-994-4995.
5: I look very snazzy right now. i have to say guys
0: you've been watching the brooklyn cafe show join us each day and after hours as we talk about the hot topics to open the conversations and share a few laughs now back to dawn and freddie s
1: We're
2: back. And we're back. We're back at the Brooklyn Cafe show on a fabulous Friday. We're kicking off a little bit of dating matchmaker. We've got Michelle G. A matchmaker Extraordinaire talking dating fatigue. Ever thought of dating fatigue?
1: What is dating fatigue?
2: We're gonna find out.
1: I'm tired of dating.
2: You're tired of dating. Is
1: that what? Fati- no, I'm asking. Or
2: you can't find the right date because there's no place to go. It's better not to date. Why? Because you can't find the right one. <laughs> Let's bring Michelle over. Let's hopefully, she's coming to us all the way from Puerto Rico to see how this connection is. So bear with us. There she is.
8: Hi.
2: How are you doing? You look fantastic.
8: Thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here.
2: Freddie is so excited that you're joining us because anytime you say Puerto Rico, he's like, bam.
8: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what, Freddie, it's beautiful here. It's hot as can be. Fajardo.
1: Ah, Fajaldo. Is the Conquistador Hotel open or no good
8: or closed? It's partially open. It still hasn't fully um, been up and running since uh, Hurricane Maria. Yes.
1: Really? Since Hurricane Maria. And are they fixing to bring it back?
8: There's kind of rumors that they might do something different with it. I'm not really sure, but I do know that partially it's open. Some of these things are not really disclosed to the whole community, so...
1: The most beautiful, beautiful place on the planet for me is that hotel. Really? Yes, because 10 years ago, I did the first live stream from that hotel to a radio station here in Florida, and it worked. And it was the first time that the encoder was used. It was the first time what you're looking at now developed And the hotel managers, all the Italians came down, the doctors were there, all of them were there. My mother and father was with me, Gio was with me, Linda was with me, and we put on a show. And I was so proud of the moment. But what a place Fajaldo is. It is the most beautiful place you've ever seen. Really? Oh my goodness gracious. That hotel is beautiful. And then you got Luquillo Beach.
8: Yes, and the kioscos where it's all the little different restaurants, and they've really done it up since Hurricane Maria. You can get all kinds of local food as well as some other fusion type of food right on the beach, which is fantastic. Beautiful place. And you got El Yunque? El Junque. As a matter of fact, my view, I see the top of the Junque when there's not a big cloud over it, or it's not raining. I'm jealous.
1: <laughs> I gotta tell you, as, I a, you a, as, a, as a matchmaker, if you were to have those ingredients, any, any couple that wants to go and rekindle or get married, you're not going to leave the island without getting married or those pieces that she just mentioned. And it's I'm amazing. not even talking about San Juan yet. I'm leaving that for the dessert.
8: Yes. San Juan is beautiful, but I got to say, I love Fajardo, too. Um, It is literally some of the best beaches. It's great for ecotourism. And what's really great about Fajardo is that it has a history of, like, a lot of seafood, really fresh seafood. So they have little spots everywhere that you can have great, delicious seafood that just got caught.
1: Fajardo, Luquillo. Now, uh, did you go to school there?
8: No. So the reason that I'm actually here is my husband is actually born and raised here in Fajardo. And uh, him and I we met in the Marine Corps and he retired. I kind of left the Marine Corps after 13 years. We met. And he's decided to come back and run for mayor of his town. He started working in the community two years ago as a community leader, really getting to know, you know, after being gone for 18 years, really kind of reintegrating himself with the community. So that's what the reason that we're here.
1: It's interesting you say that because I went to San Antonio de Aba in Humacao. I went to school. Mm. I graduated from there and I came to New York, NYU to graduate. But I got to pitch baseball and play football all throughout the island. And at the time you had the naval, the naval base.
8: Yes. In and Peba.
1: Uh-huh. My my brother may he rest in peace. Remember the incident where they were shooting at them at the Navy?
4: He was yes. on
1: the ship when that happened and they had to close him off. Mm. We went to play football that weekend and we got our butts beat. <laughs> i gotta tell you, but we play football. I got to pitch against the Naval Academy. I got to play play against Antilles. I got to play against all the schools. And I'm going to tell you, man, we used to love going on road trips because the island mm-hmm. is just beautiful. I mean, it's just gorgeous. I'm back. I, well, I got property out there. My parents both passed away and I got properties. As a matter of fact, I was on the phone with them today. Now I got to admit your husband is a brave man to get into politics right now in Puerto Rico.
8: I will agree with you. And a lot of people say that he's brave. Some people say that he's crazy. But with everything that's been happening post the hurricane, you know, Puerto Rico is really, it needs a change, you know. And we, while we can't run for governor at this time, it's not the right time. I will say that we can start one town at a time. A lot of wow. the people here want change. And um, we feel really confident that we'll be able to win. And it'll be the first time in history of Fajardo that it, independent candidate would win because he's not party affiliated and there you go and we talked about That's
2: exactly what we've been talking about that there has been a change and a shift we're not we didn't bring michelle g on to talk about this but how could we not after i knew your background of what it is the independent <laughs> party now is a tremendous tremendous group that is nonpartisan. they have their own opinions and our millennials mm-hmm. our crew that works with us they're all independent yeah. And this mm-hmm. is this mm-hmm. is a toss-up because you don't know which way they're going to go.
1: Well, it's amazing that he's getting involved at this time in politics. You know, everybody knows what happened with the governorship in Puerto Rico. Yeah, that's what you know. When you add stupid from a glass into another glass, and there's nothing but stupid in there, you get stupid results. And there that's is That's right. A among the island, Puerto Rico, when I was there in '76, um, all the politics were so screwed up everything changed, the independence were out of control, then they had the Republican, Democratic Party. It was just all over the place, you know? It's such yeah. a beautiful island. Um, if they just did what they do best, the tourism there yeah. was fantastic. My uncle is Fufi Santori from Ponce, who was the coach of the Puerto Rican basketball team that beat the USA in the Olympics. That's my uncle. Wow. And there is so wow. much history that we have so much history that I have in Fajaldo, so many stories. I and mean, we can talk about yeah. this and we'll run out of time.
2: <laughs> I see but, that. <laughs> but I love it. I love the island. I'm i love the people. sit back and just listen. I
1: love the people. You know, I, got <laughs> to rent my, I got to rent one of the houses that we just repaired to Mark Anthony when he was married to J-Lo at the time. And he says, don't tell nobody. The island just is magical. It's unlike it anything is. or anywhere.
8: It is. It truly is. And, you know, I know we didn't come to talk about politics, but I will say something, Don, Politics is a hot topic, especially in dating for this election year. Um, we can't get away from it. I can't get away from it as a matchmaker, to be honest.
2: I got to tell you, that is a beautiful segue.
8: That is. That, that is was the best.
2: absolutely. That
8: is the
1: best.
2: Bam, be on TV, segue. That was fantastic. That
1: is. That is really good. <laughs> that is really. Can you imagine a Democrat or Republican or an independent, and you're gonna try to make a couple out of that? Wow, that
2: could be fun. Talk about dating
1: fatigue. That could be fun. Okay, tell me about dating fatigue. What is dating fatigue?
8: So to put it in, I'm not going to use the scientific um, explanation. I'm just going to put it in really pragmatic terms. It's basically when you're really exhausted and you feel hopeless and you start becoming cynical and pessimistic about love, about your dating life. That's when you notice that you're starting to have some dating fatigue. You're on an online dating site and all of a sudden you're like, okay, I'm done with this. You you weren't as enthusiastic about it as you were in the beginning. So not only is it just that you feel exhausted, but your actions also support that. Maybe you stop answering messages. You stop wanting to go out. Or the famous line that I hear, I'm so done with dating, I'm taking a break from it.
2: Okay, I'm taking a break. I'm uninstalling my app. And then a day later, you reinstall your app and then they find another right. app. And how do people meet? <laughs> you are an international matchmaker. You're an author. You're a relationship coach. Right now, I think relationships need a whole lot of coaching.
8: Absolutely. Um, during this time of COVID, you know, I I will say that we're not individuals who want to be stuck with our partner all the time. And I use the word stuck, but I use that in a very loving way. Because what ends up happening is that you really got to deal and face the facts, right? You you, you kind of are in each other's space. And in during this time of COVID, that has become so something that people have realized so much about, like, wow, we're so different. We've grown apart, especially if there's been kids or other things that have taken up that space between a couple. So definitely divorce rates are up like nobody's business.
2: And how do you help people overcome this dating fatigue? If we don't do apps, what type of programs do you offer? I know you up-level it, upscale meeting your potential next true it's not just dating this is about your long-term commitment of no, a
8: partner that's right that's right um we honestly one of the things that i believe is love is your birthright it's 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 something that we all are can have i believe that anyone anyone in the world can have love i mean they have shows about people who have Down syndrome and have been able to have a healthy relationship and find a person that they love. So I truly believe in that. And so the way that we help people is really going beyond just a superficial matching of what is it that makes them compatible? What are your hobbies? We really take a scientific approach, which we call our love psychology. We want to be able to understand how it is that not only you see the world, but also how your environment has affected you. So Uh, my background is in social psychology. And so it's kind of that nature versus nurture discussion. I really like to understand both aspects, you know, how is it that your family and where you grew up affects your views on relationships, and then vice versa.
1: Young, old, male, female, different perspectives, different updates, growing up with two parents in the house, growing up with one parent in the house, growing up with a Latina mother, as opposed to a Jewish mother, growing up with apparently really from New York City, as opposed to Florida, all different aspects that sort of make the individual. And then when they meet somebody else, do they relive their past through somebody else or do they change up as they're going along?
8: You know, part of it is really where is that person on their own personal growth journey, to be honest. Um, sometimes we meet people that are different versions of our parents, our mom, our dad, our aunt, our uncle, depending who raised us. And we don't realize it, but we end up dating that person and become triggered. And I think it's a matter of if you are aware as an individual, which is something we focus on with our matchmaking programs, really understanding, are you aware of your blind spots? Are you aware of your dating patterns? What are the things that you're trying to avoid? But because you're so in that, in um, that oxytocin, in that cocktail mix of love, like the butterfly that we feel in the beginning, right? Because you're there, sometimes you're like, oh, I'm going to overlook that. So I think it's it really is a matter of personal responsibility. Where are you in your journey? And, and are you coachable enough to be open to seeing that maybe you're repeating the same patterns as you have before? Wow, did you hear that? Which part? I'm going to overlook that.
2: Overlook it, or I'm going to change him.
8: No, forget about that.
1: I'm
2: going to change him. He's just like my dad, the good and the bad, but I'm I'm going to change the bad. I think that the
1: overlooked part has gotten bigger now with COVID because, okay, I'm going to put this aside, and
2: then when it gets on your last nerve, (laughs) forget about it. You know, if they're slurping their food or there's crumbs on the floor or the dishes are piling up, you My dad did that. And then you go, can I overlook it? You can when you go to work. But when no one's working anymore, maybe not so much. Is it better
1: not to have any expectation?
8: I will say that I don't think it's realistic to ask anyone to not have any expectations at all. We're humans. We're, we're just naturally going to have expectations. I think what's more important in the question to ask is what is... Our expectation What are your expectations in dating? I just had a call with a client earlier today who she is a fantastic woman, a professional athlete. I won't go into what field um, she lives in South Florida and she wants someone who is really an unrealistic version she wants a man who's an alpha man but also is in touch with his feelings and can do all these different things and for him to be a romantic but for him to also you know know when it's time to put her in her place and it's kind of like is that what you really want are you just wanting what you think and other people have said to you is What's right for you?
2: My question is: Does that even really <laughs> exist? I'm thinking whoa, we whoa, can whoa, draw whoa, whoa,
8: it. Whoa, whoa, wait a minute! <laughs> wait, of course it exists.
2: You think that it exists in one? Every
0: human
1: being? guy in this room, everybody in this <laughs> building, every man is that way. What are you really? talking about? Absolutely, we just. I don't have to
9: disagree with you.
1: We hide it well. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to tell you something. You know what is the hardest thing on this planet to date? A Latina. Do nothing. A I Latina knew he was going to say that. I'm going to tell you, there ain't nothing like it. I've seen Italians and everything else. A Latina woman is a different person every day. It's like you wake up to that. More than just it?
2: a woman in general?
1: Oh my God. More yeah. than just a woman. That's in the real view mirror.
2: Really?
1: It's the kind of woman. It's the passion. First of all, they have temperament. You ever seen an angry Latina? <laughs> and I know now they're educated. They're getting smarter. They're getting brilliant. Now they can chop you up. You don't even know it.
2: <laughs> well, my future daughter-in-law, I think, well, one day she will be.
1: I light a camera for your son every day.
8: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we're not that bad. He's being not a little bad. bit exact. It's not a bad thing. I know. Ashley you know, is men, amazing.
1: Men love challenges. And if a woman can place a challenge, is great. If a woman, like, she wants, she wants the perfect man. What man don't want the perfect woman? You know? Where Not do to, you
2: find that? Where do singles go to find dating, love, a, relation, a sustainable relationship? Oh, this is good. Yes. Where, where can they go?
8: So here's the deal. No matter, you can ask this question to every matchmaker, every date coach. There's only five opportunities to meet someone. Number one, it's going to either happen through work. Number two it's gonna happen in a social setting environment or maybe an association, i.e. networking. Number three is going to happen either in an online dating app. Number four it's going to be through a matchmaker. And last but not least, you're gonna meet, you could meet someone through a really good friend of yours. There's no other way to skin the cat.
2: Do you see the trends have changed now? That people aren't physically going to work. They're not physically going to networking events safely anyway. So now we're down to matchmaker through a friend on an online dating app. And the online dating apps, you don't trust this person. You don't know who they've been exposed to, where they are. What do you do? You go to a dinner with a mask. You sit outside six feet away. (laughs) And then what do you do? So so I think now we're down to a matchmaker and a friend. These are kind of what I'm thinking lately
8: i would agree with you um look i i'm not a i'm not a i'm a fan of online dating because i feel that it's a vehicle okay part of the thing that makes us exhausted about it and get that dating fatigue is when we think about social media and the behaviors and the actions that we're doing we're replicating that to actually search for a match so of course you're going to become exhausted by it in terms of like through a friend, meeting someone through a friend, well, not a lot of people are really gathering together. And it would be kind of weird to give your friend my friend's phone number and you've never met them in person. Plus, they've never been actually background checked. We're a matchmaker. My job is to not only find what you're looking for, but it's also to manage your expectations. And part of our process, we really get into really the seven key life values that make a relationship last for the long term. That's what science tells us is really important for a relationship to thrive.
1: You know, this is fascinating. I know. Now, let me, let me ask you, you ever met a guy, I'm not going to say a girl because I'm not a girl, ever met a guy and say, this guy's a mess, man. listen, you want to, you want to a relationship. You better go see a shrink first because right now you can't get out the front door. Have you ever met a guy that you can't match because it's so unrealistic? And then what do you tell them?
8: So I have had that experience, um, which is why our consultation process, we spend at least 30 to 45 minutes with the person to really kind of ask them deep questions. Uh, we want to know what the relationship like is with their mom, with their dad, And I have had it happen. And very lovingly, what I say to them, if it's outside of my scope of capabilities, I will refer them to someone in my network who has a, maybe they are a therapist. um, Maybe they have some other things that they need, an addiction, possibly. I may refer them to an addiction specialist. But I will definitely not take them on as a client. I don't want to set myself up for failure, and I also don't want to give a bad reputation to the rest of us. There's a small community of matchmakers, so it's really important that we do, you know, this is matters of the heart, that we do the right thing by the client. And it's okay, listen, when, someone, when someone's a no for me, I believe that God is gonna bring two or three more other people that are a yes. Interesting.
2: What is the number one secret to dating in a post-COVID world? Can you imagine? Dating yes.
8: So I'm going to say, Don. that's a, that's a great question. We are all, you talked earlier about, do we go on a date with a mask and social distance? Right. The number one thing that anyone who is getting ready to date or is dating is to really sharpen up their skills with body language. Because now that we're just covered from here down, people think that you really can't read body language. Body language is more important now than ever because you can tell so much by the expressions at the the top portion where your eyes are. You can tell if a person is smiling. You can tell if a person is shocked. You can tell if they're surprised. You can tell if they're disgusted, right? You can also see their body movements. Anytime you're in front of someone, if you're wondering if they like you, are they leaning into you? Are they kind of, you know, putting their ear towards you because they want to hear more? We talked this
2: morning about this. Do you see women touching their hair or the flip, right? This or Mm -hmm. the eye, the flirt, the laugh—it's a whole body language thing. A guy should smell good.
8: Smell absolutely. Must.
2: Smell, the if uno. guys smell bad, it's like mm, take a shower. Not Gotta even, go. And not even bad. Let's say he doesn't wear. Like he's just neutral. Nothing. Neutral. You should
1: smell good. That's your thing. I know. Oh my god, I, that's my thing because
8: you should smell. You shouldn't smell like a toilet. <laughs> Nobody wants to date a toilet. You're absolutely right. I will say for guys, for the ladies who are like, how do I know if a guy's into me? Look at his feet. <gasps> are his feet inward? Or are they out? Did she really just say that?
1: No. You, you are my idol. I am going to have a statue built in your honor.
2: Do you know that Monday was, I love my feet day? No, it's a nod. Monday was international, I love my Foot My feet day. Yep. <laughs> and oh we were gonna God. do a whole thing for you because Freddie has like a foot thing.
1: No, it ain't a foot thing. Mm-hmm. It, Michelle, it's not a foot thing. I think that if you take care of the furthest thing from your body, that the rest of you is pretty good. So I tell the guys,
8: the first thing you should look at is their feet.
1: You see, Yes,
8: I is. agree. And actually, my mom taught, taught me that she said, you always want to have your hands and your feet done because a man will look at that and then he'll know how you'll take care of the rest of your body. That's right. And she's 100% right. And the rest of it, it, makes no difference.
2: Oh my gosh. Michelle, this is amazing. How do people find you and hire you for matchmaking and relationship advice?
8: Absolutely. You can reach me at michelleg.com forward slash contact. I'm a traditional, old school kind of gal. So a phone call never, you know, is the wrong way to reach me. 1 877 628 8723. And I'm on all social media handles at Love by Michelle G.
1: You gotta love it. I would like to get Michelle's husband involved with fuego. So we could talk political. Both a little of better. them, Yeah. And we can have the two of you guys. I would love to see you with your husband because I'm gonna tell you something. You ain't easy. You a wife. I get it. <laughs> but I would, I gotta I gotta see what this man has been through because you know, everything But she was in the military also. Oh, so forget about it. She's like the whole package. And I yeah. want to see how and how he can deal with all of that.
8: He'll he'll be very sweet. And I'm telling you, he was an F 18 pilot. So he knows how to handle a fighter jet. So he, he's good at handling if he can <laughs>
2: handle a fire jet, he can handle a Latina woman. <laughs> I don't know, Yeah, you, you don't think?
8: I tell you, you got, uh, you got a great
1: personality. I can see people coming out. Uh, She's awesome. And being comfortable with you. You know, a lot of the younger crowds nowadays, way, a lot of insecurities are going on right now. And it's okay to be okay, you know, and the whole nine yards that you do, I applaud that you do it. Uh, I have family of Fajaldo. So get me his information. I make sure they vote for him. Uh, and we're we'll going that you. direction. When well, we go to Puerto Rico, maybe we'll meet in Luquillo and have some dinner.
8: That would be fantastic.
2: Michelle, you're awesome. Thank you so much. We're going to set it up. Fuego. We'll do another, maybe we do like a matchmaking show or something so oh, have yeah. some fun. Right. We're still in summer.
8: Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me guys.
2: It's been a pleasure. You're the Stay safe, Michelle. That's a great. That's great.
4: I That's think, I'm hoping we've
2: got Steve, Gumm- Steve on the line. We'll bring Mia out to do s- Casa Mia. Amy Minty is on her way over. Our Brenda Warren is joining us. we got a whole lot to do in a little right. bit that of was time.
1: Good. Nice way to start out. Bien social.
2: All right, let's take a quick commercial break. When we come back, more with this segment brought to you by Gubba Rum. Stay tuned, 888-994-4995, Studio A. And we will be right
3: back. Healing Moments Wellness Boutique specializes in integrating scientific and ancient therapies to relieve physical, emotional, and psychological distress. Through the power of touch, coaching, and meditation, clients experience pain relief, relaxation, healing, and detoxification. Contact Healing Moments Wellness Boutique at 561-931-2187 and experience Boca Raton's Healing Haven. Enjoy the benefits of an individualized treatment plan to help find your feelings of peace, complete balance, and wellness. Call Healing Moments today, 561-931-2187 and be rejuvenated. Welcome to your
2: vacation staycation. And what better way to kick back than to blend up a sweet pina colada, a smooth mojito, or just a nice stiff rum and coke. If you want true relaxation and enjoyment, then you want Gubba Rum. Gubba Rum is a unique rum infusion. Gubba Silver Rum is infused with real shredded coconut. And Gubba Rum Gold is infused with real shredded vanilla bean. Both are made with certified organic ingredients. Each infused Gubba Rum is 35% ABV, 70 proof, and as we say in Boston, wicked smooth. So if you're looking for the best combination of taste, smoothness, quality, and price, your clear choice is Gubba Rum. If you want that wicked smooth taste for yourself or your vacation staycation, visit GubbaRum.com to find your closest liquor store that carries Gubba Rum Gold and Gubba Rum Silver. Gubba Rum. It's wicked smooth.
5: introducing black tie liquors your one-stop shop for wine and spirit needs whether you're looking for an ice cold pack of summer brews or just to grab your favorite bottle of scotch whiskey black tie liquors has you covered come choose from a wide selection of beers wines, spirits, or liqueurs, or if you're in the mood, feel free to grab one of our fresh cigars. Stop by Black Tie Liquors today, located on 5970 South Jog Road, Lake Worth, Florida, or give them a call at 561-968-0988.
7: The way you live your life says a lot about you. way you choose to commemorate your lifetime can say even more it's a single event that speaks volumes so how do you celebrate a life dignity memorial providers believe that your memorial service should be as unique as you are reflecting your personality and your passions it should be a perfectly tailored send-off a fitting tribute for family and friends to celebrate the person they love. We're professionals at catering to your every need, right down to the catering. In fact, no detail is too small. So when it comes time for a fitting tribute, we'll see that your final wishes are beautifully fulfilled. It's what Dignity Memorial providers are known for and why you should rely on us to see that your life is well celebrated. The celebration of a lifetime begins here.
0: You've been watching the Brooklyn Cafe Show. Join us each day and after hours as we talk about the hot topics to open the conversations and share a few laughs. Now, back to Dawn and Freddie S. Plates?
2: Yeah. Just put a plate, yeah, a tablecloth or something out. Back in the back. We're back. Sorry, we're, we're getting ready sandwiches for sandwiches, peanut butter and jelly and rum. Sounds good to me. Peanut butter <laughs> rum. And we're, we are back at the Brooklyn Cafe Show. Slick, I think, is going to hang out in bar while Mia is doing some stuff, getting ready You're for okay? school and setting up a bar and make some sandwiches. So we got you covered, kiddo. Take you it, me, take I mean, you, take you give me breath. a
1: phone number. i make a phone call right now.
2: We take care of it for you. You give me the number. Because tomorrow is International Hug Your Angel Day. So right here, I can just tell you.
1: And if we got to go over to that place, i go in my car right now and take care of that business. Don't you worry about it.
4: Don't you think.
2: worry about a thing. We got you covered. We're going to have Slicksta on the bar. Mia, maybe you're going to, you'll are gonna you help out. We got Teddy. I hope Steve Gobb has reconnected. I think Steve, we a Steve, are you
1: reconnected, bit. Steve? Because you're like traveling.
2: He's not yet. Is Brenda what? on? All right. So yep. they're going to be making some more peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and see. I kind of like the idea, of What what's your whistle as a drink concept? What is it with you and this whistle thing? I can know, you I, eat peanut butter? Is, no. Actually, it's a saltines contest. How many saltines can you put in your mouth and whistle? The
1: whole package.
2: The whole package? Yeah. Really?
1: Yeah, me and Steve, we, we, we did that for, in the old days, remember, Steve, we had the saltines that we
2: used to whistle? Always. Always. Steve, can you whistle? <laughs> wow, I can't whistle. You can't whistle? So, like, can
1: How you can you whistle? not whistle? That's because you ain't a guy.
2: I <laughs> know, that, nothing about air. Slick, so, can you whistle? Wow! You know, stop
1: dropping your phone. you
2: scaring the hell you out You guys can help me. Can you whistle? It's a guy thing, I guess. Is that like part of the genetic code? If you've got that chromosome, yeah. you can whistle. Can
1: you snap? Did you say code?
2: <laughs> genetic co- makeup. Can you snap? He wants to know. Who wants to know? Vinny, why is that a genetic thing with snapping?
1: Because when you have arthritis, you can't. I feel do like it.
2: whistle while you work. I don't know. <laughs> slick is running bar today for a little bit. The mean's going to step in and help him out. What are we making, Slick? No, Slick special. Yeah. All right, so there's a whole Slick special going on here, Steve.
10: <laughs> slick is <as> the man.
2: <laughs> he never has a mic. Slick, yeah, thank you very the much. Slick special. The
10: Slick and
5: special. What be... is that today? The Open question is, stick Turn your mic on. The mic is on, and it's gonna be with the coconut because I like the coconut more than the vanilla. No offense on the vanilla, they're both smooth, but I like the coconut. None
1: taken, none taken. I'm gonna tell you, Gubba is so smooth that you can put one cube, one ice cube in a glass, and you're done. Anything else you add is because you are spectacular.
2: Mia, I love you know, that. Thank you, Freddie. camera up a little bit. Oh, wow. Slick's a little tall there. Slick, how tall are you? I'm like 7'5". You're 7'5"? Yeah.
5: <laughs> I'm like 7'5", guys. All right, so Steve, just, you know.
2: just because Mia makes it look easy to make drinks and hold a mic at the same time, you realize it's not, it's not so easy. You can't talk, mix a drink, set your bar, have a seat, and hold your mic all at the same time. Is it the guy girl thing? Who makes a better bartender? Men or women?
1: I
4: think women. You know Equal. You
2: know what? Equal.
4: You
1: leaving? You know what? I'm going to show you who makes a better bartender. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what? I'm going to take this off. I'm done with this. Nonsense. Nice. Wow. Let's go, baby. You go on that side. I'm on this side. Okay, It'll take two of us. I got you. it take two of us. No, you hold it. You hold it? I'm going to tell you something. You know what the secret is to being a bartender? It's about class. The That's right, the pizzazz. You got to hold the bottle in your hand. Yeah. And you got to say, if you want some happiness, yes. I have it in the bottle. You have to get That's right. You got to hold on to this bad boy. Oh, no. Now, I don't have Mia's look. I don't have her hair. I may not have the style, but I know how to pour. You know what I'm saying? And all you got to do is you got to do. Yes, you're right about that. So we're going to do no. what we <laughs> wanted to do today is a special. We want to have. Or for everybody that yeah, you hold that for everybody that has a restaurant, a business, whatever you got, I'm gonna make a drink in your name. Watch the camera. So oh you don't my gosh, yourself. I'm a
2: little scared. In
1: your name, in your business. So if you have personality in your business, where you going? Get over here. No, the ice is right here. Don't worry, but you get over here.
2: Mia, do you where see? You get out of camera they for? have no idea, Mia, how drink you do right
1: this. I need my whoopee blanket. Just stand right there, and I'm gonna make a drink. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna make a drink in your name. So if you have a business, if you have whatever, like Vinny's Cucharitos, and he makes Cucharitos, that's mm-hmm. yes, whatever. We're gonna make a drink using gubba That's going to style his restaurant. This is a new thing. So where's that cup? Hold that cup up. Where's that cup? All right. First thing, guys first it thing, take first. To
2: make a drink, Mia.
1: It takes 15 (laughs) people.
2: Mia's got her hand on her head going, oh, guys, really? Mia, come sit with me.
1: Put some ice in
3: there.
1: (laughs) The ice, you see, this is backwards. We're doing it all backwards. You do it the right way. I do it the other way. Now, Now, I'm going to show you. (laughs) He's going to splash. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. My assistant is non-splashable. This man, you're pretty good at it. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to say. Then we come over. And we use a little bit of this. And what is that? None of your business. Oh,
2: that's that little thing that had a little bit This of is
1: a little lime, right. little lime juice. Uh, ooh, and that's enough of that, a little bit of that. And then we come over here, <laughs> and we have a little guava. I'm going to tell you something about guava. <gasps> this is guava. Agave. 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 Well, I'm Puerto Rican. What can you say? <laughs> 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 the way it pronounces the way it goes. And we go a little bit here, uh, and that takes care of that. Now, Almost you're all going to wonder what we're going to finish this off. That's what I'm wondering. Don't you wonder. You know what they say. You see, any time you do this as a bartender, they think you know what you're doing. You see the way I have my leg? Look at my leg. It's, my, it's, comfort, it's you're, about you're the confident. whole. It's, the same. it's a, That's right. It's all about it's the confidence. The confidence. Yeah, I'm gonna have and you got to gotta right be time. able to open this. So correct oh, man. And then, and then you go like this. And you go like
5: this. you have more
1: I Next think what bar, I want to do, what I want to do is I want to have. Guest
2: bartender. Next week, maybe we can, um, maybe Amy will be our guest bartender. All I'm going to have guest bartender. Like <laughs> and the this. Santori the Santori special. This is the
1: tonic with the mostest. Wow.
2: The mostest.
1: Steve. Yes. You cannot go wrong with the rum. Taste that. The, oh, I need, oh, yeah. Taste it. I wish I, I, I wish
10: I could. I wish I could. could.
5: <laughs> I can't go wrong with the rum because the rum is smooth but everything that you put in it kind of it elevated the flavor because I do taste the lime juice and the agave so you did a nice job on this mix on to this? I was pretty iffy Steve I was pretty iffy on that,
2: that was well keep
10: you know what you gotta do is you gotta put it into a shaker and shake it up you that actually it brings
2: That's the yeah you really I are because
10: it, it... It you brings like the stirring? flavors out.
2: <laughs>
10: <laughs> it, really does br- it really does bring the flavors out when it's shaken over ice like that and then poured. It does make a difference.
1: I feel
2: like this little whiskey smell too. What'd you put in it? Just taste it. It smells a little like um, my mother's kitchen. It's a vanilla that
5: I don't like, but he makes me like it
2: because. You know what that tastes like? Mm hmm. Tastes like Long Island iced tea. There you go. <laughs> it, it tastes like a Long Island iced tea if you've ever had one. You want it? No, thank oh, you. I mean, yeah. It's all yours.
1: <laughs> there is nothing you can do wrong with Gabba.
2: Amy, come on over. Thank Amy, you. Let's move thank your you. computer so Amy can sit.
1: And, and it's funny because this is, I was experimenting it does taste like Long Island iced it tea. It tastes
2: like a Long Island iced tea. And I didn't
1: know you had Coca-Cola over there. Would have put a splash of Coca-Cola in
2: Ah, okay. <laughs> Maybe one day you'll be our guest bartender.
1: Sure. You should be, the, oh my God. Where's, where's
2: Mia? She's right there, where's but you? Mia's finishing her summer semester, so Freddie was our guest bartender today. How'd that go?
1: This is delicious, my goodness gracious. This needs a little Coca-Cola.
2: You want to add? You want to put a floater of some Coke in there? Steve, what's happening with Gubbarom? I hear you've got some amazing news. Some new liquor stores and restaurants that you're in now.
10: Yeah, we have a couple. Very happy with uh, the tiki bar that we're uh, now working with in Central Massachusetts, called One eyed Jack's Tiki Bar. Uh, very excited to have expanded into a liquor store, a Mike's, like Michael's Liquor Store, uh, on Wyndham Road in uh, Melbourne. Uh, we encourage everybody, as the bars reopen, uh, to hit Sand on the Beach in Melbourne. Really great beach bar. Uh, if you're into beach bars, which I definitely am, Sand on the Beach is a great place. Um, uh, also, there's a place right right uh, up the road uh, in Cocoa Beach called Hunker Down Lounge, um, right next to Coconuts on the Beach uh, on A1A going north, and I, I really have to mention there's a uh, a great restaurant, uh, a couple of them uh, in Cocoa Beach. One is called yes. Coasters Tap House. Mm-hmm. The other one is called Coasters uh, Pub. They are they have great food, mm-hmm. great beer, and great guava rum. A lot of, we have some great cocktails. In fact, we just restocked them about two weeks ago with uh, our silver. They're great people. Uh, make sure if you go there, tell uh, tell the uh, the bartenders the Gubberum sentia Uh they're great people. We love them a lot.
2: Fantastic. And
1: you know, the greatest news I got two days ago, and it was confirmed next door, that they are going to do phase two uh, for the bars. They are actually going to, uh, hopefully in two weeks, they're going to open them up again, where you get 100% on the outside. So you're going have 100% on the outside. If you wear the mask, they're still going to ask you to wear the mask. And on the inside, they're going to 50% again if you wear the mask. Now, the trick about this thing is that if you got to go to the bathroom, you got to wear the mask. If you go to the bar to get a drink, you got to wear your mask. If you play with the rules, we're going to be okay. Because I also heard good news this morning. They got 17 different versions of the vaccine, vaccine coming. It's in its final stage. So... That being said, when the vaccine comes forward and everything begins to get back to normal, and we got to be careful with this, it's going to be Gova Week. We're going to celebrate <laughs> every day of the week with Gova because, you know something, we've been through hell, and I think you got to take a, a week and say, good job. We're going to get it done. And the numbers are coming down. Keep doing what you're doing.
2: And Labor Day, we're, we're going to be having a Labor Day Virtual party, and we've got a band coming. We're gonna to talk to Bombshell, kind of do like an acoustic Labor Day gubba rum, kind of a little special going on. So we had a couple weeks to put that together.
1: Yeah, we're gonna actually we're gonna have a concert to raise money for somebody who is suffering cancer. Uh, for cancer, um, and I wanted to talk to you a little bit about it as well. Um, I want to have Amy involved in this as well to do a segment on this thing. All of our friends, I want them to come forward because we want to help those that need the help but the most exciting news on everything that's coming forward is that it's getting better. Okay, think about that. You know, we've been in the dark a long time and negative and everything else and we try to have fun with what we're doing. It's getting better, we're doing the right thing. Just keep doing the right thing. All right,
2: Steve, stay with us. We're gonna take a commercial Uh, break. Stay with us. Slick, you're gonna take us out with a gubba rum. When we come back, we're gonna bring Brenda Warren over editor says i got some exciting news for amy and brenda's going to be joining us she's going to share i think she's your new biggest fan yeah. okay. so stay tuned <laughs> slick. let's take us out cheers Cheers.
5: oh am i yep am I? oh it's, oh um... this segment has been brought to you by the one and only gobble rum guys gobble rum comes in silver and in gold the silver is infused with coconut and the gold is infused with vanilla Both are wicked smooth, so if you don't like the bite, get Gubba Rum. And stay tuned for some more Brooklyn Cafe TV show.
2: Welcome to your vacation staycation. And what better way to kick back than to blend up a sweet pina colada, a smooth mojito, or just a nice stiff rum and coke? If you want true relaxation and enjoyment, then you want Gubba Rum. Gubba Rum is a unique rum infusion. Gubba Silver Rum is infused with real shredded coconut and Gubba Rum Gold is infused with real shredded vanilla bean. Both are made with certified organic ingredients. Each infused Gubba Rum is 35% ABV, 70 proof, and as we say in Boston, wicked smooth. So if you're looking for the best combination of taste, smoothness, quality, and price, your clear choice is Gubba Rum. If you want that wicked smooth taste for yourself, for your vacation staycation. Visit gubba to find your closest liquor store that carries gubba rum gold and gubba rum silver. Gubba rum, it's wicked smooth.
3: Healing Moments Wellness Boutique specializes in integrating scientific and ancient therapies to relieve physical, emotional, and psychological distress. Through the power of touch, coaching, and meditation, clients experience pain relief, relaxation, healing, and detoxification. Contact Healing Moments Wellness Boutique at 561-931-2187 and experience Boca Raton's Healing Haven. Enjoy the benefits of an individualized treatment plan to help find your feelings of peace, complete balance, and wellness. Call Healing Moments today, 561 931 2187
5: and be rejuvenated. Amy Minty combines the hilarity of for better or money, the eroticism of for love or sanity, the mystique of for sink or swim, and the suspense of for sex or revenge, making her fifth novel for strip or gamble. Her best to date. Get your copy at amymincy.com or Amazon.com. Get yours now.
0: You've been watching the Brooklyn Cafe Show. Join us each day and after hours as we talk about the hot topics to open the conversations and share a few laughs. Now, back to Dawn and Freddie S.
2: You know, you're a couple ahead of me is all I can, <laughs> <you> can tell. <laughs> Welcome back to the Brooklyn Cafe on a fabulous Friday. We've sort of changed the sets. we got the guys in the kitchen back there. Yes, that would be our kitchen. We've got double rum on one side, more peanut butter and jelly sandwiches going on. Last week, we delivered 55 to St. Gregory's Episcopal Church to feed those in need. So we'll see how many they're going to get cooking today. Literally, that is my idea of cooking. You know, this week.
5: This week. But well, you and Amy had
2: a whole lot of fun doing it. Amy, yeah. didn't know they were making it. I did not bring the special knives. So they are working on this. <laughs> with <laughs> with
6: plastic spoons. Plastic. I I yes, it's not know. working out.
2: It's not working out? That's either. even but they're harder.
5: Quick, they're quick, though. I can quick that. And you guys, maybe
2: that. we can just make some jelly ones and put those to the side. So people that have peanut allergies. You and I have been oh. eating peanut butter and jelly all week. Some on mm. some saltines, just a spoonfuls of like a really good protein-filled breakfast.
1: Excuse me. I didn't get any peanut butter and jelly all week.
2: We had it on crackers one day. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> The floor enjoyed it for the past two that's days. I was
1: looking for the break. ever get
2: jelly on the floor, it is impossible to oh. clean up that stickiness and so that like your feet stick to it. You so know what I'm reading? What are you reading, Freddie? Chapter four. Of?
1: Of a new book. Does Which this is? have a name yet?
6: Uh, working title is Do Nothing, Live Longer.
2: <laughs> By Amy Minty. I love it. We've got Brenda Warren also joining us at the editor's desk. Steve Gubb, I think, is hopefully still on the line. And there is everybody. Uh, happy Friday, everyone.
10: Happy Friday.
2: How are you doing, Brenda? Can we turn her audio on? It's on. Brenda? Is your audio on, Brenda? on? We can't
1: hear you, Brenda. Log out and log back in. Good, uh, good show that Brenda did um, last week, her first show. Spectacular. And she's an author.
2: She's and an she author.
1: she has a tremendous following. The solutionist. And what is the uh, surprise you have for Amy?
2: The surprise she has, we asked her what she thought of for Stripper Gamble. And she said to me, for Stripper Gamble, she goes, I bought them all. She said, I love all of them. Are you back?
9: Can you hear me now? Yep, perfect. Yeah, we can hear you. Perfect.
2: So Brenda told us, tell her that, she says, I have I have got bad news for you.
9: Yeah, so- I was told to uh, read this book and I'm thinking, okay, she said Amy Minty, but it didn't register. And I will tell you, when I saw the first commercial, when I was watching uh, the cafe, I thought, ooh, I'm gonna read that. So when I went and saw you had other ones, I'm really into series, so I wanted to start from the beginning and work my way forward. So you were on my reading schedule list for this Saturday to start reading your series. But since I knew we were going to talk about this today, I said I will continue with my planned schedule, but I will start your book yesterday. Um, In Kindle, it says here that there are 6,888 pages. Wow. Mm -hmm. On here. Um, well, I'm at 4789 I could not put it down. <laughs> it was, like, amazing. I'm Did very ask- so- no, upset with I had homework. I, I got to
1: ask. I got to ask. Why? Tell me what you like about
9: the, the
2: book. Which one? Well, let's ask. Which yeah. one are you reading?
9: I am reading for Strip or Gamble. Okay. <laughs> and let me tell you, I started this book at 930 last night. And I stayed up reading it. And I was just reading it before we started. So at the bottom, oh, yes, I'm at 4,920 of 688H. Let me tell you, I'm an avid reader. I love this genre. The characters are fully fleshed out. The storyline works for me because I love Vegas. I love New York. I've traveled all over the world. They do interesting things. Uh, Pamela Castle, that's my avatar. Love her. <laughs> I love the way she pops in and out even here. I can't wait. I'm like, okay, this got to be over so I can finish this.
1: <laughs> now I, I am reading. She's bringing me chapters of the new book. And I read it. Oh, another second. one Yeah, I read it every time. I'm gonna tell you, she gave me the chapters, this is four and five. Mm-hmm. And I read it on the set. So if you're looking at me looking down, it's because I'm reading the pages as we're going along. And I'm excited, well, let me tell not, you, not for nothing, but your writing gets different. It gets to a different degree of what you're talking. You're more explicit in this book than any other
9: book that I've read from before. But she's doing that as she goes. Yeah. If you see her very first book, because I did skim through that one. Um, but I read like the first four chapters of that one. And then I said, let me put this. Down. I need to read the one I got to talk about tomorrow. But you can see where you build, how you grew. I am just like fascinated. Can't wait to read the rest of them. And hey, let me tell you, I don't smoke, but after a couple of those scenes, I needed a cigarette.
2: Girl, I was like, "Woo!" <laughs> <laughs> she She's on book four. She's ready for stripper gamble. Amy, what do you think? I doing?
9: was just like, "Man, love her." Okay.
2: Well,
6: thank you very much. It's a great endorsement. Um, I'm glad you're enjoying them. It always makes me very happy to hear that. And, um, and what do you think about the Lucy character in First Stripper Gamble?
9: I love Lucy. I'm telling you, she's smart. Oh, that was the other thing, too. All the women, even though they're messy, they're very empowered. I like that. I like the way that even in their mess, they're strong. They're not shrinking violence at all, which was very <laughs> impressive. Um, I like that they are fully fleshed out in their sexuality, that they have an experimental side. I also like that it was very grown up. It wasn't fake. Because a lot of times when you read book, books in this genre, everything's all foo-foo-fluffy. I'm like, no, nah, this is real. This is raw. It's relatable. And I, I was just like, okay. I'm liking this. Oh,
6: that's great. I like I like to keep uh, my writing sort of uncensored in that way.
9: Real. I will also say the part for me, too, was having been familiar with a lot of the places that you saw, I can see myself there. So I saw myself walking down the corridors of the Stardust, kind of like different things. Because we used to hotel hop. Back in the day when I was in the Marine Corps, they gave us uh, free access to most of the hotels. And because we were military, especially during Desert Storm and different things, they gave us like penthouse access. So we threw a lot of good parties. So that was like going down memory lane. And then to hear about the Hakuza, just a different... You you weave so much into these stories. And I'm a visual person. I it, There was a time when they were at a restaurant scene. I started coughing because of the smoke. If Nick lit up one more cigarette, I was going to slap him tasteless, okay? It was good. And Lucy, um, uh, when... She went Lucy to Devin, and let me show I got the characters because there's so many running around in my head right now. Oh, I love Lydia. Oh my, weaving that in there, Carl. I'm like, come on now. Come on. You did that.
6: uh, Yes, she could be like a future prequel down the road. I kind of weave her in a little bit just to give her. You left
9: that hanging where. You left it open to bringing another story. And that's the part I like where all the stories are weaving. They connect cleanly. Because I always wait. I I, I take notes when I read. I'm looking for the disconnect. And there was no disconnect. And I was waiting for it. Because usually, you know, people will dangle something. I'm like, so you missed the opportunity. You did not miss any opportunity to bring each character into the other person's story. And I loved it. Hey, Brenda.
6: Thanks so much. Oh, yes,
9: sir. Brenda, I'm going to read something. It says, first
1: of all, I'm going to read something to you in a new book. First of all, okay. I'll sit down and make a list of people you would do a week in jail for. Real jail, as a federal prison, not the sweet deal in Malibu. You will mm-hmm. find that your list of friends has been narrowed considerably. Then think about, think of the people that are on that list who would do a week in jail for you. And I'm reading this thing, and you know something? It's really funny. Because if you think about what you're writing here,
3: Mm -hmm. it hits
1: everybody. Think about friends. Everybody. What the definition of friends really means. You ain't got a lot of friends. You can put them on a hand. And I'm reading this thing. And I'm sitting here. And I'm having my gubber. Steve, I'm having my gubber as I'm reading it. Because I'm going to tell you something. you got to have a little gubber to do this. Because this is the stuff. You take this stuff to the beach. And you sit down. And you look at your life. And you look at the things you've been with, because I'm gonna tell you, friends are friends. You put them on the hand, and those are friends. There's a lot of acquaintances in your life, and your book just brings, like she was saying, it just brings reality to the front foot.
2: Yeah, but this one—this
1: is good stuff is
2: nonfiction.
1: This is this.
2: this well, is you're not, so
6: she's this you, is Amy scary stuff here. Yeah. So mm. this is nonfiction, like Freddie said. So you're Ooh. gonna get, you're gonna see. Well, I mean, you're gonna see little
9: little segments of myself in
6: everything that's written, so.
9: I would get with the other part too because I think a lot of times people forget that when people write, you can have a great imagination. But some of this stuff, I'm like, you have lived an interesting life, and I said, oh, I would love to talk to her because there's a lot of things that happen in this story that I'm going, oh, that's some first-hand knowledge right there. But okay, I'm I'm, I'm for it, and I really enjoyed. It's like wanting to love to hate nick you know it's like going you know what boy mm. but and then some of the things that happen that you, you you're trying to anticipate what's going to happen but you throw that curve and it was really cool and i was just like oh, i like this story i can't wait to finish to see how it all ends out
6: well, that's great i'm so excited thank you very much
2: so you're going to finish for stripper gamble and then tomorrow which is reading day you're reading where are you going too.
9: I'm gonna start from the beginning and work my way forward because it's a series. <laughs> and I great. think it's important to get everybody's backstory to see how they landed where they are now because I I skim through and I see her character, um, Pamela, and how she weaves into all the stories. It seems like she's everywhere. So I wanna know how she got to where she is and then the other part too the interesting thing is as you skim through each of the books and you see the different situations that um that amy put people in it's relatable you know being married having that double life you know anybody that's been a former side chick can relate to pretty much all of the stuff going on missing unfortunately that's been you know i was an accidental side chick or intentional side chick and a What do you call it? On-purpose side chick. And it's all in that book. Can I have your phone number? Can you do what, (laughs) Nance? Can I have your phone number? Oh, that knife is behind me now. (laughs) (laughs) But let me tell you, she was telling some of my story in these books, and I was like, (laughs) Woo It's a fly on the wall right there. That's a fly on the wall.
6: brenda one more thing i'd like to tell you like mm-hmm. when you do uh go back and start from the beginning um the way i've written pamela castle uh she actually her her beginning starts in book three because okay. she's eight, she's 18 in book three and you might have skimmed mm-hmm. through part of that um and then she continues again um when she first moves to manhattan is in book four so okay so just so you know so chronologically like like everything else i don't
9: do anything in order you know no, I, I already figured that out and i'm yeah, cool good. with it I li- actually i like that because the whole the whole point of it is even though we live our lives a certain way the reality is when we're flashbacking or thinking about we don't live in that order so we can bounce all over and i'm, I'm cool with the bounce it's that that was one of the things that made your writing interesting to me because a lot of times when people do stories series they'll start Oh, she started here, she's sixteen, she's a virgin, she got raped, she got a type of and then you just go "I'm like that's so everybody does that. Yeah. You have bounced in and out of life in time, and time I love it. Hey, I like the way ain't see, you
1: thought. ain't see in
9: and out until you read this stuff. This is <laughs> this is nuts. Well, truth I mean, is often more fascinating than fiction, so I'm looking mm. forward to it.
2: Cool. Cool. Brenda, are you any book clubs? Because I know when you get on your live feeds every morning, you've got people Mm -hmm. everywhere. Do you have book clubs that you work with?
9: I don't have any book clubs that I currently work with, but I have books that I like, and I was thinking about starting my own.
1: Yeah, that's a good idea. That'd be great. That's smart. Mm -hmm. That—that's maybe we can
2: add that to your editor's desk. Maybe that can be a segment. Like your first five minutes is the book of the week that you're reading. I'm in. Forget book of the okay. week. Brenda's got the book of the day, apparently. So we might have to do this more <laughs> often. Brenda's book of the day tip. Do you know how Oprah has her Oprah's book club? We should do mm-hmm. like Brenda's book club and create something around the editor's desk. I'm, I'm in. Uh, you know, that would be, that would to be fun. That'd be great.
1: Now, I that want would to ask fun. Amy. Amy, where'd you go to high school?
6: I went to high school in New Jersey. Where? Uh, in Hunterdon County. There was a school called uh, North Hunterdon.
1: And you were there four years?
6: I was. Believe it or not, not all the time. Here and there, there.
1: (laughs) yeah. You went to school sometimes.
6: Yeah, when I felt like it.
1: I gotta tell you, you got this new one coming out. You gotta read this stuff. This is unbelievable. How you give advice about high schoolers and everything else that's in here. You know, the the unique thing is that we all have a path. Everybody has (laughs) lived a life, okay? Brenda's lived a life. Even Steve has had a life before. But the unique thing is how you describe. Voice. Thanks, Freddie. Thank you very much, Freddie. You didn't grow up. You didn't grow up with
10: GABA. Well, you had a life
1: before, right? Huh.
10: Yes. Some. Some. Yeah. I have a, I, I always tell people that I. The reason I'm doing this now is I have a lifetime of failure behind me, and this is my last shot. I'm going to tell you something. You got a product
1: that it's unlike <laughs> anything I've ever had in my life, and I've done a lot of rum. It's all my,
6: empty. Where are you looking at my cup? Well, I always looking at your cup. I I well, don't be looking at my
1: don't <laughs> looking be looking at my cup. cup. Mm-hmm. I, I have to tell you, if you sit on the beach, I'm gonna give you the weekend. You sit mm-hmm. on the beach. A hurricane is coming on Friday. We're gonna, on Monday we're gonna have some winds. You sit on the beach and you look at the ocean and you take her book. And this is what I did last week. And you read it. And I'm gonna tell you something. It's gonna bring up a whole lot of memories because the ocean will always talk about your past. If you listen, Mm -hmm. you will always talk about your past. And this thing—I don't know when you're going to publish this bad boy, but this is a whole different take on anything that I've read. And that whole thing right next to you is it right behind you? This is different. This is a whole.
9: And that's good, different. You can see the growth in her writing as you went through the different books. Because I just did little snippets just to kind of get a feel for her writing style, and. I was just like blown away because I read a that's reading with female erotica and the more provocative books. That's kind of like my little guilty pleasure, and so when I read, it's just about for me just to escape. And there's nothing worse than a story that makes you you start it, you're getting into it, and then it just drops off to nowhere, and you're not interested anymore. And when I tell you that if my child was to come here right now he'd tell you at nine o'clock mama's lights out i don't care what's going on the world ends i'm done didn't happen last night because this book was so riveting it pushed me past my normal bedtime and i, I it was like 12 o'clock because I, like, I have to go to sleep i got up extra early i was reading your book while i was walking this morning wow. and then i kept reading it, and i decided whatever all the homework all the stuff on my schedule Got stopped. I just did not stop until we connected, because it was that riveting. I enjoyed it, and I'm curious, what got you into writing in the first place? Just, I was
6: an artist in other capacities, and um, nothing was rewarding for me, even though I was trying different, you know, avenues. And then um, I started writing about how annoyed I was about everything I was trying and and not succeeding at. So it kind of it it kind of channeled into you know, you know when you, you you're mad at somebody and you write a letter because you, mm-hmm. you know you might regret what you say so i mean i do mm-hmm. this i'll you know and my husband for instance he has tons of letters and letters i write you know how angry i am mm-hmm. at him right okay <laughs> so this is like common and then you know then i'll i'll wait a day i'll look at it and be like oh i'll slash half of it you know. so it's sort okay. of the, so that kind of venting sort of uh-huh. uh, put me in a position where, hey, you know, some of this isn't that bad. You know, if, right, a, if right. someone else were to read it, what would they think? So I don't mm-hmm. know. It was sort of like, it was cathartic in the beginning for me, because it just kind of made me see that even though I didn't have an English background or, you know, school mm-hmm. was never my forte I at all, I hated it, um, you know, that I, this could be possible. And then I started doing some freelance writing, some not short stories, but, but sort of, um, you know, paid blogs before there were blogs Mm -hmm. and showing some friends and seeing if they thought it was funny or it was mostly for a humor value. And then, um, uh, my first husband pointed out the fact that my acting career was in the toilet and I wasn't getting anywhere. And I was like, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe I'll take this and I'll do something with it. So I started to work on, on. Uh, what was then called The Zen of Doing Nothing, what Freddie is reading now. Mm-hmm. And in, in very, in like a, not a term as a book, I didn't think it would be a book, but I was just sick and tired. I was living in Manhattan. I was working as a bartender at, for the year, year after year, and, and nothing was really working. So I started writing down and taking notes on, on, you know, why do we have to work so hard? Why do we have to do yeah. this? You know, this is, I didn't bargain for all this. This is not how it's supposed Uh to be. So that was kind of like the genesis of, you know, do nothing, live longer, which is what I hope, you know, to be putting out shortly. Mm -hmm. So that's what got me into it. Realizing that maybe I could make a book or formulate a book. Well, I want
9: to ask you, did you struggle with how people will react to your sex scenes at all? Or was it just something that you just felt you needed to put in there did you ever want to tone them down, or feel like you need to ramp them up?
6: Um, that was more like, I don't know, really. And half the time, I don't know what drives me to do certain mm-hmm. things. Um, in for love or sanity, you know, that just it was almost like I was channeling. I I don't even okay. know where that was coming from. But I would go to mm-hmm. the same pizza place like three, four afternoons a week. I would sit there with like, you know. I drank like three cokes, eat two pieces of pizza. Mm-hmm. This is what I did, and all okay. this material just came out. And I was like, you know mm-hmm. what? I'm keeping it. I never. Okay. I I don't know. I don't. I can't really explain where where that came from, honestly. And I'm and I, I'm not doing that as much now. So it must have just been <laughs> something in my head that told me to. I I don't know. I asked that, I asked a question.
1: I wanted to, I wanted to ask her. You know. There's a difference between you didn't plan for all this to happen, right? Mm -hmm. Now you have the written word, and there are people reading your thoughts, whether it's this book or that book or that book. There are people reading what you are thinking. So the game has changed. You're no longer in that pizza parlor having that Coke and that slice. Mm -hmm. It's not there anymore. Now people are beginning to read your thoughts, and they're putting together their ideologies, their philosophy, their their, their back, stuff that happened to them in the past. Um, Steve has Gubba Rum. That's a company. Mm -hmm. He puts a bottle up and says, listen, here are two bottles and boom, try this in a hundred different ways and you're going to love it. Your book comes forward. And this is you. This ain't gubba Rum. This is you that people are reading. I mean, I'm reading here and I'm saying, wow, this is a whole different person. How does it make you feel that word written is word you in people's
6: minds. I'm, I'm happy with that. I like, I like the fact that I'm getting my point across finally, you know, so it's satisfying. Um, it does bring me some sense of accomplishment. So yeah, it feels good, Freddie.
1: And I'm gonna tell you, that's a tough act to follow because I always <coughs> wanted to write a book. And, and Brenda, you've written books, yes?
9: I have them. They're all in my computer right now. But you have never published them, right? Not published them yet. And here you
1: have somebody who's published five, Is going to publish a six. The funny thing is, we all want to do. You know, Gubba, Steve, he put that product out. You know how brave you have to be, not only to carry the product, not only to carry the book, but to do it in the worst history of our country, of the world right now and say you know something here's a way out to what you're doing here's a thing you can do to make your life a little better and that's what i like about your book because this ain't easy times these are hard times and when you start reading this book you're going to find out the truth of amy this is you
2: well look brenda was up until midnight reading last night and i was told actually you had posted something about a book an author who's in england and I saw right. your book, and I, mm-hmm. I said I got to interview this lady. So one of our producers reached out. We interviewed her from England on a morning show,
4: mm-hmm.
2: and this her book had been out since 2016, I think it was back when The Secret mm-hmm. was big, maybe even before that. She was bestseller yes. next to The Secret. We were our right. first mm-hmm. U.S. interview after all of these years, and that was because, I got the chills. That was because of you. That was because yeah. you put it out there and I saw it and every people yeah. believe and they relate to what Brenda says. So I thought I had to interview this woman. So here she came and who would how would I have ever thought we were her first US interview? Never did I think about that. And she posted it. So I am so excited that you are reading Amy's series because your reach, Brenda, is tremendous.
9: That that that's surprising to me, but I, I, I tell you the the thing that For me, outside of that, the book is just fantastic that Amy wrote. It gives me wings for what I write. Because there's always that you you have that self-doubt that do you really want to put yourself out there like that? Is that acceptable? And as I was reading Amy's stories, I was like, I could do this. And I could see myself doing this. But the main thing was, I didn't care about what I was doing. What Amy's doing is like, this is it, and this is going to be my new obsession till I get all those books read.
2: <laughs> oh my
9: gosh.
6: That's great, that's great, that's great. That's what I want people to feel when they read it, that, hey, how come I I can do this too? Just, just okay. like on the music videos on, I don't know if you checked out Facebook or Sunday nights, when I dance around like a fool at seven o'clock every Sunday, religiously. Um, you know, I just want other people to say, hey, what difference does it make? Who cares? You know?
9: like I think you have to be confident in yourself, too, to just that you're a good writer. The stories are full. They're rich. And I, I just really, I think there's going to be a lot of people that once they get exposed to your writing, it's going to be amazing because real, the stories are really good. Well, there's a the sense of
1: confidence Thank that you, you get. When you read your material, you know, and, and then you meet people like Steve and you say, you got to do what you got to do. You got to put out there what you got to put out there. And whether it's written word, whether it's product, this ain't easy. It's not supposed to be easy because if it was easy, everybody would do it. What separates us from everybody else is that we're still putting it out there. We're still talking to people and saying, you can do this too.
2: Brenda, I want to ask you a question. What was your one it's, lean, a lean in moment for you in this book that said, I am riveted. She's captured and captivated my interest. What is that lean in moment for
9: you? I think it was just, uh, Jack, the, 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 the character Jackie talking about her sister. And there was this part when the story started to connect And I was, like, going, okay, I got to read this. Um, No, that's not true. It was the prologue. The author's prologue is what got me. That's it, yeah. There was that that first part where you're talking about why you're writing the book and stuff like that, and then I thought, I want to read this book. And then the story itself got me hooked. When I realized the connection between Jackie and Scarlett. Scarlett again.
6: Okay, great, great to know. Amazing. Yeah, and Lydia is the one I want to eventually, you know, embark on the whole her whole life prior.
2: Amy, have you ever thought?
9: About yeah, when she showed when she showed up in the book too, that was like my ears perked up. It's like, who's Lydia? And you're trying to to put connect the dots, and then I got further up in the book, and I go, oh, okay, and I'm like. <laughs> She's popping in and out just a little bit on that. And I kept thinking, there's going to be another book all about her.
6: That's what I have in mind eventually, yes. That was really cool.
2: Have you ever thought of helping people publish their own books? No. Because um, that <laughs> would so not be nothing, I know.
6: But. <laughs> it wouldn't be nothing, It no. could
2: be an inspirational piece to help other. I don't know. Uh, I don't
6: know. Did you I, have a specific have target market? Sorry, Did you hi, have
9: Brenda?
2: a
6: specific
9: did you have a specific target market when you wrote this?
6: no when you began anyone, writing, I figured just, anyone who wanted to read it could read it you know any age any 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 person any you know whatever you may do for a living whatever anyone who who um had could find could find humor and, and find i guess I didn't want to make it relatable for that reason that hopefully whatever age whatever you know race distinction um sex you are that you could you could find something in it that you could take away from. That
9: was my. Now, that was could you correct hope. me if I'm wrong? I heard something you said, and I'm just wondering. Mm-hmm. When I mentioned about the sex scenes and everything like that, you said you're not writing like that anymore? Oh, I might again. I just don't know. It, it, yeah, there's a couple of
1: sex scenes <laughs> Yeah.
9: I'm, <laughs> okay, I'm but, only uh, asking, cause, but, was that a, an attempt to get a larger market? No. Because... Or just, it was a conscious decision in some way? See, it wasn't even conscious. That's okay. what I was trying to say.
6: Uh, it kind of just, it worked out that way. And I, especially in, in For Lover Sanity, simply because I had to really flush out the Tony character. And the Tony mm-hmm. character was a sex addict. So okay. it, it kind of, it, and if he wasn't a sex addict, it might have been a lot of gratuitous sex. But it really, right. really has a purpose okay so so yeah
1: and and the parent you you talked about on your film about going to a haunted place a scary place Uh
6: uh-huh this is my Mm -hmm. video brenda this is okay okay
1: and i can't help but think is this a psychological deal do you know where she went no i I know (laughs) i know i went
6: to the palm beach county dmv the one that they shut down that little show on okay
1: and that's a haunted place but is this, like, is this like, because in my, in my world, haunted places are, peop- are places of fear, are places you mm-hmm. go you don't want to go. So mm-hmm. haunted, was this a play on words?
6: Well, no, I mean, th- you're exactly right. What makes something haunted to somebody could be a completely different place to somebody else. Mm-hmm. So whatever, whatever creates that energy, that, that negative energy, that uh, fear, is exactly right. It's haunted.
1: And even though Mm -hmm. everybody around you may think it's a great place.
6: Absolutely. It's what you feel. I can tell you. You hit a nerve
1: when I saw you doing this to the last place we were at. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I used to tell you, I don't like it here no more. I used to tell you this. Uh It's what you
6: feel. You get an energy. You get a vibration.
1: And everybody loved this place. And I said, this ain't home.
6: Yeah, this isn't, I I am the first one to point out if something's not good. You see, but that's what makes your writing
1: so different. Everybody gets a different, if you get to read between the lines, everybody gets something different. And when you Mm -hmm. were doing that video, I sat back and said, man, and it brought back, I'm talking about two years, right? You know what I'm talking about. Two years of my life where I was in a haunted house. And everybody loved it.
6: Mm. So I makes totally makes the book that.
1: that you write so different. Mm-hmm.
6: This, this Sunday, I'm taking you to another haunted place in the afternoon where I will also yeah. need my bodyguard again. <laughs> <laughs> okay? So, Brenda, we have to mm-hmm. be friends on Facebook so you can view these. Okay. Actually, you can just view them. They're, the public views them all the time, and they're not even friends with okay. me. So it doesn't even okay. matter. But, um, yeah, we're going to go to the... The plant ron yeah we're, i'm oh. dragging him to to fpl
9: for the plant <laughs> Now, see now that's something i would not do with y'all because i feel things so going to a haunted place be- i'm not trying to bring nothing back well it's,
6: it's ha- it might not
9: be haunted to you though
6: it might just be haunted to me and freddie yeah so- haunted <laughs>
1: places can be places you've had in your past yeah, yeah. that you didn't want to do there
6: true exactly it, it, it true. Just but changes yes.
1: the play on words yeah mm-hmm.
6: But I'm very mm-hmm. sensitive to energy as well, Brenda. So I, I yeah. understand. Because mm-hmm. yeah,
9: when we moved yeah. into this house here, I, I, I love the house, but I remember when I first walked in, I was like, "This house needs to be cleared." Uh huh. <laughs> because there's something not quite right here. And that
6: is what happens. And and I also when I do it, I mean, it's a little bit tongue in cheek too. It's not completely, uh-huh. you know, serious by any means. Um, you know, it, it is what it is. You'd have to check
8: one out.
9: <laughs> but you know what, though, y'all? I have to tell you, I thank y'all for even considering me to have this conversation with y'all. Because like I said, when I saw the commercial itself, it intrigued me. And I started telling my friends, y'all need to go check out this book. Because I saw this commercial, the ones that I know that read stuff like I do. Although I will tell you, there are a lot of women that read those books. They just don't want to admit it. So you just put it out there, and they can decide to read it on a download. I don't want to out nobody. But if you want a guilty pleasure, this is the book to read. <laughs> guilty pleasure. And if you, you, awesome. you know, Thank you. If you're gonna yeah, have a little drink, good. get you
4: some Gubba Gold.
1: <laughs> if you don't no, drink I mean, I mean, it, I'm gonna tell you something. Steve, and you'll back me up on this. We have our own demons. We wonder whether mm-hmm. or not Gubba's gonna make it. You wonder whether or not you can get it published out there. You gotta wonder whether or not you get that that rum out during the worst time in our history of our country. There's a whole lot of stuff on the man's side, uh, not the mm-hmm. woman empowerment side, but the man's side. And I, and I think that guys, and, and I make fun because I know that you do that woman empowerment thing. Yeah, I
4: do that but thing. I'm gonna tell you something.
1: Yeah. Guys, sometimes we need to be tapped on the back once in a while, too, because we take a lot Absolutely. of heat. Number one, we do it all wrong. Number two, we ain't learn from our mistakes. And number three, we gotta take some chances too to make things work, Steve. And I can relate to how hard Steve works
10: on um, promoting Gubba Rum. He's everywhere, he talks to everybody, yes? Yes, indeed. That's what you that's the only way to get it out there when you don't have a hundred million
9: dollars in the bank. You
10: but, guys are
9: awesome. Well, Steve, let me tell you, I don't even drink. But I've been telling everybody about Gubba Gold. Because I've seen version so much. It's and every time best. I said I have been asking people, Do you drink? I say, Have you tried a <laughs> And they're like, No, so try it and tell me how you like it. You know, so Thank I think you. it's important that we do that because especially now with the pandemic, we gotta get the word out about all the stuff that we're passionate about. And the yes. one thing I know about Brooklyn Cafe T V show, y'all are passionate about Gubba Gold, So I'm like, hmm,
10: mm.
9: we need to have people testing this.
10: <laughs> Thank you, Brenda. I really I really appreciate you know it. God bless you. God bless Brenda, you, you for that, awesome. really. We're
2: going to take a commercial break. Brenda, I know you've got the editor's desk coming up at 2.30. I'm going to let you get ready for that because we got to get you back in on set in a half All right. hour. Who are you interviewing?
9: I am interviewing the director of the New England Veterans Chamber of Commerce, Miss Lisa Deschamps. Very nice.
2: Fantastic. It's going to be a great show. So tune in at 2.30 on Ant Media Productions yeah. for that. We're
9: we'll talking about veterans' resources.
2: You have... At the end of the weekend, we're going to have to have you come back in,
9: okay, or next
2: Friday, and you're going to have to do a, your next sum, summary of what you've read with Amy. Minsky. Okay. So we kind of got to get the next part, the end of Super okay. Gamble, and then the next one's going forward. Okay. But we'll talk a little bit later. We're going to go to a quick commercial break. Brenda, thank you so much. Brenda thank Morris, you. And thank you, Amy, for making nope. me have
9: an absolute wonderful evening because it's been very enjoyable. <laughs> oh, thank you, Brenda. You made my day. Thank you.
2: Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
11: Let's all welcome a new sponsor to the show. It's ant 2 tv the first and only Internet production company that's truly plugged in. When you're looking for a full-service internet TV radio production company, discover Amp2TV, a full-service production company that can provide all streaming videos in studio or remotely. They offer web page development, and they use all the latest platforms to help make all your business selling points more powerful. ...and Fox 29, as well as individuals and businesses of all types and sizes. To see samples of their work or to find out more, visit their website at amp2.tv. That's A-M-E, the number 2, dot TV. Or call them at 866-224-5422. Feel free to call for a quote or just a consult of how to put your business on a social media platform or radio platform, or just doing a show that is covered by all platforms. Call 866-224-5422 and make an appointment. That's 866-224-5422.
2: Welcome to your vacation staycation. And what better way to kick back than to blend up a sweet pina colada, a smooth mojito, or just a nice stiff rum and coke? If you want true relaxation and enjoyment, then you want Gubba Rum. Gubba Rum is a unique rum infusion. Gubba Silver Rum is infused with real shredded coconut. And Gubba Rum Gold is infused with real shredded vanilla bean. Both are made with certified organic ingredients. Each infused Gubba Rum is 35% ABV, 70 proof, and as we say in Boston, wicked smooth. So if you're looking for the best combination of taste, smoothness, quality, and price, your clear choice is Gubba Rum. If you want that wicked smooth taste for yourself or your vacation staycation, visit GubbaRum.com to find your closest liquor store that carries Gubba Rum Gold and Gubba Rum Silver. Gubba Rum. It's wicked smooth.
5: Amy Mincy combines the hilarity of For Better or Money... The eroticism of For Love or Sanity, The Mystique of For Sink or Swim, and The Suspense of For Sex or Revenge, making her fifth novel for Strip or Gamble her best to date. Get your copy at amyminty.com or amazon.com. Get yours now.
0: You've been watching the Brooklyn Cafe Show. Join us each day and after hours as we talk about the hot topics to open the conversations and share a few laughs. Now, back to Dawn and Freddie S.
2: Yeah. Happy Friday to you. Are you like Yogi Bear?
1: It's been a long week.
2: I have to tell you, I've never seen, Amy, Freddie so engaged in reading, ever. (laughs) In five years, even in writing proposals, everything that's written and typed out, it's Dawn, I need this, Val, I need this, can you do this? I send him everything, he goes perfect. You make
1: me sound helpless. No, I
2: send him things that I know aren't perfect because they're just proofs and they may not even have the right person's name in it. He says perfect, which I know clearly is wrong. He has not put this book down. For two weeks, you keep sending chapters. He has not put this book down, so I'm telling you.
1: You know, I'm going to tell you, she, she writes a lot of things in here about she you. She has engaged it's you. you. It's about you. It's about the crazy you.
2: She has engaged you in this book that hasn't even been published.
1: I I think this is your best work. I really do. I think this is. This is a different style. No, it's more than that. There's a whole the lot of you in this.
2: Amy, pick up your mic.
1: No, Amy, you got to talk into your mic. Amy, it can be a movie. It could be three My movies. Bad. There's so many things you can do with this. But this is like psychology 101. It's
6: i write, just, I write about psychology in chapter five. There, I'm reading okay, it. Okay, good.
2: Uh-huh. Yes, I, it's amazing. Slick has a new tagline for you, though, Amy. Which is
5: oh, for not for that book, but for, for the series, yep. and the, and the um, Super Gamble, sell the fantasy. On Sir, for Super for, for Gamble, because we were talking about a lot of Only Fan pages this morning on the zoo, and. Being that, you know, it is set in Vegas, not saying it's set in a strip club, but sell the fantasy. It sells the fantasy. And for a stripper for Gamble, True sell that. the fantasy.
1: Uh, That's a good point. Cool. Now, do you know <laughs> about fan? Do you know what he's talking about? Fan? Um, what is it, fan only? No. No,
5: only fans. Only fans used to be for artists to display, like, you know, exclusive behind the scenes on art. But basically, since this pandemic's been happening, it's been a lot of explicit Stuff from XXX rated, like basically nudity on OnlyFans. But OnlyFans was supposed to be, I I would say, for artists until it became XXX. But I'm saying sell uh, sell the fantasy is because, like, you know, in a strip club, if any guy's been in here, Vinny, Freddie, you can vouch for me. In a strip club, a lot of uh, what is it? The girls sell the fantasy that you want.
10: Yes, really? Twice.
5: I think Freddie's been in a lot more than me, but <laughs> I think he's been in the so, first so one. Own one? I'm, I'm not surprised. No, no, no. no. I used to, I'm no, not surprised. Him, I used to be part of But yeah. I feel like I feel like in a strip club, if you do fall in love in there and you're a guy, you're clearly you fell for the fantasy. So
1: that you love the fantasy, not the yeah. Clearly,
2: that's that's true. That. So do you have a favorite of Amy's books? I know you've read quite a few of them.
5: Um, it's it has to be the first one, because the entanglement in the first one between Mr. Hennessy and the fact that she should have what is it? She should have just waited. She should have just waited out and then found um, you know, the person that actually was compatible to her instead of listening, instead of feeling the peer pressure of her friends.
2: I got to tell you, Amy. Some people okay. dare even dream to write one book, let alone five. And here's six.
1: I'm shocked that Slick is so into books. I, <laughs> I never thought Maybe that million years. Maybe not. into Amy's books.
5: They're spicy books. That's why. <laughs> entanglement Spicey. books. they
1: entanglement, entanglement. Yeah, I'm
5: telling you, you have to you have to have a little drama, with the sex appeal. Well,
6: the how do you
1: feel about people looking
6: at you in different lights now? I don't know. They probably always looked at me in different lights. Different? Probably. Really? Why wouldn't so they? So
1: you use used to it? Oh, because I mean, <laughs>
6: now it's in print. Oh, well, the way I, you know, relate to people is pretty much the same way as I write.
1: Third person, yes. This different, yes. So I scream if nobody hears me, so I scream if people hear me. This is two different worlds here. Mm-hmm. He's reading a book, and he has a whole concept going on in your thoughts. These are your thoughts. His life. I mean, you think about the irony in this thing. You you are like actually, that. you're putting words in his
6: brain. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's very cool. Now that you, if you phrase it that way, it's a lot more exciting.
2: Uh-oh, slick. Yeah. <laughs> he loves your books, though. So he, he, he talks is, about him I on the like morning show. He talks about it all the time. He came up with that tagline this morning for your He's book. So cute. He loves your books. And uh, what I love so much about him is, they cross generations because we've got millennials, um, we've got even younger in their early 20s, mid 20s. Anyone of any age can be reading this book. So it's not just for people my age and up, anyone, anyone who wants to read. So when Brenda asked, What's your demographic?
6: That's why. I mean. You're right.
2: And no one ever says because that's like the worst branding thing you a branded would ever tell you you can't target everyone but your book clearly targets yes everyone from that 20-ish not teens 20-ish up
1: how does that make you feel
2: um great it makes me feel great
1: is this what you set out to do
6: i honestly when i first started i i just set out to do something you know don you keep saying that um you know it's such an accomplishment You've written five books, but that's all I've done. <laughs> so, I that's a lot, I know, but I mean... People can't totally, even write one book. Oh, well, I suppose, but I mean, I haven't cured cancer. I mean, there's people that are out there on the front lines that, you know, losing, risking their lives. I'm just trying to add a little enjoyment into but people's lives. But if you could lives.
2: inspire one person who can't even make it out of bed one day because she is so... It makes me tear. She is so down on herself or feels she can't keep going. And if she opens up that book, your book, and you actually get her engaged in reading for an hour or a page or two to get her motivated to believe in something, to have fun, to get out of why she can't get out of bed that day, you're now on the front lines of saving this one person's life.
6: Well, that's a nice way of looking at it. I hope I do achieve that. So, okay, but I, so I Hold on, hold on. Let's
1: flip the script. Yeah? Catcher in the Rye, which was in every high school. True? Mm-hmm. Yes. And they did away with it. Dark book. It opened up with the train track scenery of suicide. Right? Dark mm-hmm. book. Okay. They did away with it in high school. You know this? They did away with it because it was so dark. Words are very powerful. So when you write something and it touches people's souls, they come up and say, you know something? I'm going to keep reading this thing because I want to see where she goes. So it isn't just writing a book anymore. You just, how do you feel about being an author? Not a person, but an author.
6: I feel great about being an author. Um, I'm just happy that I can reach people in any, any capacity. So you but, that,
1: but that's really big because when people read, like I'm reading now, mm-hmm. that's third person. These are you. They're gonna say, you know something? I can relate and the whole game begins to change because other people now are saying this happened to me this is who this I went down this path it's like Slick talking about the different wants today why are we talking about desire talking about things that we keep hidden and when you read your book all these things become to become to surface at the bubble at the surface that's not a whole lot of power that's a lot of strength you carry How's it make you feel?
6: Pretty good, Freddie. (laughs)
1: Pretty good. I mean, that's what what an author does. Mm -hmm. You sculpt your lives. That's why books are put in college. That's why Mm -hmm. certain books are not allowed in schools. You know, Catcher the Rye, when I read it, I read the whole book in 24 hours. I read it from 6 o'clock in the morning all the way across. And the teacher was, was, well, let's talk about the book. I could tell you everything about that book because it touched me. The suicide, the darkness of it. In your stuff, I'm reading here things to talk about things that I went through in my life with other people. And the truth of what you're writing, that's the most significant thing. When people talk about the different aspects of life and you sort of paint it true, you can't hide that no more. It's there. It's the real deal. And I just wonder, how does it make you feel when you write these things? Does it liberate you? Does it make you feel free
6: i i just love the i love what you're reading now i loved writing that because it's 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 almost like i'm just speaking to a friend essentially but it i laugh i laugh to myself because i'm like (laughs) even i would laugh at this you know like okay there's somewhere in that book that i've just redone a chapter i write that you know, I was talking about ghosts in some capacity, and I'm saying, Well, you know, I might be seeing ghosts and and why wouldn't I be? Because a ghost would want to be friends with me because they would think I was funny. So like you know what I mean? I but like I laughed at that and it's it's funny to maybe one person or another. And some of my stuff is quirky and not funny to anybody. But then other stuff I think is. But is that just me? I don't know. But I'm willing to risk it. If you yeah, you don't if bad. you don't laugh, you don't laugh. Oh well. So I don't know, sometimes my mom and I used to make ourselves laugh like over nothing. So I grew up that way, I guess.
2: You got to check out the books. You can go to Amazon.com, AmyMinty.com. You can get a regular hardcover book or download it immediately on Kindle and get all of them just like Brenda did. And she starts at five and she's working her way back. Amy, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for inspiring so many people and to live your words, to read your words.
1: To live your words on Freddie right is living right your words on this one. I'm going to tell you, I, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm going to finish Chapter 5.
2: Check it out, everyone. amyminty.com, amazon.com. Put in Amy Minty. All the books pop up. Take a chance. Have some weekend reading because you know what? It might be a little bit wet here in South Florida. Well, you ain't lying. <laughs> and a lot of the United States is going to be a little bit wet. A little bit. Have a great weekend, everyone. Stay safe. Be kind to each other. Tune in at 2.30 to the Editor's Desk. We also have Florida Love Show coming to you at 3 o'clock on Florida Love Page at 5 o'clock. We've got Momentum Mindset Show. And then you've got Out of This World at 6. So a lot going on still here at the Brooklyn Cafe at New Dawn Ant Media Studios. Have a great weekend. Be safe. Thank
1: you, Amy, for being on. Don't be late. We'll see you later.
2: (laughs) Bye-bye.
3: sleepless nights i wait for you to bring me back to life In my electric eyes It doesn't mean that time can think in every single way I want to unfreeze my heart and fly away That's why I want to say And yeah. yeah. i